Welcome to Think Fit Be Fit podcast. My name is Jen Schwartz. This is the Boutique Strength Training Guide, the second edition. And if you've landed here and found my podcast, you are like so many of my clients who want to have a wonderful and fulfilling relationship with exercise, but most importantly, want to do it injury-free. Having and achieving injury-free exercise is no small feat. It requires a thoughtful, mindful approach and the ability to have the vision that you can transition from uh, going in a chronic circle of old injury and bad exercise towards exercise that can improve longevity and give your body and your life more freedom. I started this podcast and specifically the boutique fitness guide to really satisfy my curiosity about all these different classes, but because like I I believe that there are socialization aspects and Um, having new experiences with exercise that are also safe and effective is very important for my my overall well-being and, of course, um, my clients. And there are so many choices in this little sub-market of fitness. And like I said before, it in the States, it's a boutique fitness is a $17 million industry. That means there's a lot of choices. <laughs> in DC, and specifically Alexandria, Virginia, where I reside and work out sometimes, there it are m- about the same amount of private boutique studios as Beverly Hills. So that is kind of shocking and what else is these places are full and thriving so people are having fun and i am so here to encourage that and help you along the way create a fun and fulfilling exercise experience head over to the show notes to get the full guide we covered six modalities and previously that was We covered Olympic weightlifting, which is in a class by itself and not together with CrossFit because they are completely different in several ways. I also included HIT, which is high-intensity interval training, a wonderfully useful exercise modality that has been proven to increase longevity and help people with weight loss and strength gains at the same time. So definitely worthy of being in the guide. And of course, something I have a lot of experience with, which is kettlebells. And I shared the insider tips and one of my favorite particular experts. I shared some information from him in there. 
So part two is a little bit more funky and a little bit, um, it's more condensed. So I'm just going to continue this series and not try to jam too much into one like part of the guide or one podcast episode. So that was three modalities that I covered in the first part, which I felt like was it was a lot. So this uh, episode and part two of the guide is going to cover two modalities. And I said it's going to get a little funky because I brought in Meredith to provide some commentary on her experience and to lend me a hand with experience because I have a strict strength training regimen that I'm on right now. And there's not a whole lot of room for me to tramp around different studios. So I brought her in as a guide and we did do a class together in Arlington, Virginia. We go into that and we also talk about one of my favorite ways to party hard with exercise and that is the mega reformer you've if you're a longtime listener you've heard me talk about pilates i haven't spoken about the mega reformer they are different obviously and obviously we're gonna have to have a separate episode about pilates I am encouraged to bring on my former teacher and I have a ton of Pilates uh, people around me so it shouldn't be too difficult. So the mega reformer and traditional Pilates are not completely related. They are distant cousins at best so do not mix them up and so the first part of the guide you're going to hear me explain this to Meredith and this is one you are going to want to listen to if you have concerns about injury and taking on this modality I talk about knees and why why someone might not want to start with this modality uh, I do have a lot of critical thinking points about it however I'll say this it's still a I, I feel like it's exercise parties um, <laughs> and I'm also the type of person that would have an exercise party and put Jane Fonda on in fact that has happened before and I would also have special leotard for that occasion. However, if it can be taken seriously as modalities, and I really cannot wait any longer to share it with you. So here we go. All right, we're back. The next, <laughs> the next thing is Mega Reformer. This is definitely uh, strength training. So, um, Meredith hasn't heard of, well, you've heard of this, right? I've, I've heard of them, um, and I, I just have not ever done, I, I don't know what it is, I just haven't done a reformer workout. I think yeah. most of the ones they have around here are basically, um, they fill up very quickly, 
Um, but they also um, usually are like, hey, purchase in a package. And, yeah. You know, um, so they are pretty popular. What they are not is like different, uh, totally different spring load. The machines are different. They look, they all kind of look like stretchers or some kind of sex. Weird device. sex contraption, yeah. like dungeon like BDSM thing. Okay. Did you watch Billions? <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. Like, One yeah. of the main characters like, is a, a open BDSM participant. Oh, okay. I don't know what Well, that's that. cool. Yeah. yeah. You'll never guess. guess. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. My mind is blowing. All right. Um, so, back so anyways, that's yeah. what the machine looks like. Okay. Um, and now people are going to Google it, and they're going to be like, well, what are they talking about? Yeah. So, look, you lay it. So, it's got this, like, um, in Pilates, they call it a Cadillac. No, I, oh, my God, that's so wrong. Don't. Please, Pilates, God, don't strike me. Um, <laughs> it, <laughs> So you lay on, it's, it's not always laying, but it has this like carriage that moves back and forth. And then there's arms and bungees that attach to the carriage. And then there's also uh, little handles that you can use to support your weight. So I've taken a bunch of different formats of this. There's a really popular franchise yes. in our area. I believe I know what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. And then there my one of my girlfriends in Richmond owns her own single studio that's mega reformer and that's called plank RVA hmm. it is fabulous she is the best mega reformer teacher I've ever had and then there's um, one of the original uh, brands is uh, called SLT it's strength uh, length and tone I think that's all over Manhattan and who else who knows where else. Um, so I did that format. Yeah. And I've done uh, the local one around here. There's another local one that just rebranded in Old Town. It was like Powerhouse or something like that. Now it's like Sculpt. Yes. I know. D. Um, How does that work? I don't know. Sculpt. Okay. Sculpt hyphen D. Okay. That's interesting. Sculpt. All right. It's like phonics. Um, yeah. Yeah. Not scalp. Um, so they, um, so I've been in that studio before it was rebranded and then there's something called Legree, which is the name of the machine. So you're getting, I just call them, me and Jess just call this mega reformer, the format. And that's what we're going to call it for the boutique fitness guide. But it falls under the category of Legree, heavy Pilates equipment. Or solid core, I guess. Yeah. So an actual Pilates reformer is much, let's just put it, it's just more expensive and probably safer. Um, So for, okay, so my worst experience in this class, Mm. um, and then I've had wonderful experiences in this class, in this this format, in this class. Yes. So... You're doing a lot of abdominal work, lunges. They throw in some upper body, but it's not worth, for me, it's not worth to a candle. And then they have a lot of planks, a lot, a lot of planks. And different hip exercises.
exercises. There's bridges usually, lots of lunges. They mm-hmm. like their lunges and they like their uh, hip extension, uh, fire hydrant looking oh, exercises. Yeah, for the booty. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the machines. So the experience you get is heavily connected to how heavy the machine is. The heavier the machine doesn't always mean better. I see. And you're not going to know that from the website. Okay. Okay. So Solid Solid Core has, uh, they're very heavy machines. Um, So it doesn't always mean this or that. And then I've been on machines that are completely too light and Mm -hmm. you get almost nothing and the springs aren't good. So the the quality of the springs matter for this class too. And if, so really you have to be careful um, with this choice. If you find a good teacher and they have well-kept machines and well-designed machines, that's a great find. And that's a great, as an educate, you know, not being completely naive to all of this and ignorant, um, you know, that's a very educated consumer. Because again, some of these, you know, solid core I think is like, it's it's quite a, uh, quite a bit each month. Um, oh yeah, you it's know, not cheap. That's like yeah. my car payment right there. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> Um, so, and then the, so the, the thing that I don't like about some of these classes is that they're too loud. Mm. The movements could, and so in my friend Tanya's class, let's, Tanya is the gold standard for this class. So if you guys want to know more Plank RVA, I'm going to pull up her Instagram. Um, they post really regularly on there. So she's my gold standard. And I adore her, obviously. Um, yeah, Plank, RVA. RVA is Richmond, Virginia. And it's in Glen Allen, specifically. Um, just whatever. Anyways, um, so she's the gold standard. So when executed well, these exercises are all about control, all about stability, and m- isometric muscle tension. I love it, love yeah. it, and I really enjoy the burn that I get from those classes. Mm. So when it on the other end of that, when it's bad, it's really bad. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I mentally lose it when I look around a bad class and see bad form, women, uh, men, all types doing this exercise, like all over the place. Um, so I would say. If, um, for the person that this is not for, did I answer about what it is? Do you feel like you have an, a good idea? Um, of mega reformer? Yeah. Um, I just keep going back to the, like the BDSM. I call it the BDSM workout now. That's all I'm going to think of is a dungeon workout. Mm, it's not that. I know it's loud. not that. Um, <laughs> uh, but some, I would say the, the downfall when it is a loud class, because I don't know if I finished that thought. That um, you're not going to get the detailed instruction that you need. So it's same with Pilates, like to keep yourself safe. Yeah, it's yeah to keep yourself safe because you're constantly under tension in these machines. Uh, That's the key. Okay, it's not like you get up from boxing and you like can put your arms down and relax. I see. No, or bar like you can change positions and put your heels down and you relax. Rest your arms for a second, or you you can support on the bar. Bar burn. It's times three. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah, you gotta really like the burn to, okay. to like enjoy this class. Okay. And if you don't enjoy the burn, I'm a little scared now. Yeah, I would say <laughs> you. I'm. I know most of these places have beginner series, so I would yes. start with that. Um, yeah, but so I'd say, and then then some of the worst classes I've taken, they start off way too hard. You're like, whoa, mm-hmm. what did I just walk into? And the music's pumping, and like it's loud and it's dark and you have no idea what the instructor is saying and it's just too much yeah so uh, yeah big window of i don't know variance there for um from my suggestion so um my suggestion so the person that this is not for if you have pain during lunges this is not for you Mm, okay um good to know and it's also a barefoot workout so if you have issues with being barefoot and working out, it's probably not. I mean, I think there's a lot of benefit to working out barefoot. And that's one of the things that actually makes this class uh, somewhat effective for people is that they're just connecting and grounding and getting ground up strength and improving their muscle contraction, their mind-muscle connections potentially um, with the rig cueing. Again, if you want an upper body workout, this is definitely not the class. Okay. If you have pain with planks, this is definitely not the class. I'd say anyone with a diaphragm dysfunction, uh, breathing, pelvic floor thing, should not be taking these classes. Okay. They should. You got. I think if that's the case, you need to invest in actual uh, reform, like apparatus Pilates, with someone that's very qualified. Um, And then who else would be bad? And as I said before, if you hate that burning feeling in your muscles, <laughs> might not be the class for you. Yeah. I, not to say you might not need that, but I don't know. Uh, and if you are like me and have issues with listening to instruction instead of watching it, yeah. this is also the not the class for you. I think that's a big one, actually. Yeah, or is the instructor willing to like demo the moves or they... Yeah. The way the classes are set up, it's almost impossible because the the carrot the whole machine's like eight feet long. Oh, okay. So when you're under tension, you can't look for to the left or right while you're under tension. Okay. Because then your whole exercise falls apart. I see. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. So there's a lot of butts. But. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of butts in this one. Um. So then, who's it not for? Who's it for? Um. Somebody that. I think somebody that wants to learn control with some basic movements that could benefit from this. I would say that I would I would pick this over a boot camp class any day. I would say that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I would I would say that. Well, there's probably a level of control, and you can't be you can't be hyper competitive. In it sounds like oh, in this class, like you literally point. have to work. You can only work at. You cannot break through a wall trying to compete with someone else like as you would with boot camp or some other kind of workout um you know yeah yeah I think yeah so if you're the type of person that likes to look around and see what other people are doing this is not definitely not the class for you um okay I think that is a great yeah uh great point to pivot um let me just think I went over the variation I went over um, I'll, I'll have to think if I have any advice for finding the right mega reformer studio. I'm gonna have to ask 
Tanya, who I'm seeing in a couple weeks, um, because I got your class is so good. And I've taken the and this is actually one of my go to travel classes. Oh. So when I can't find a gym to work out at, I look for a mega reformer studio because I know I'm gonna get some a just a good overall um I don't know what I like to call the pump. Got it. <laughs> Which is like I just love contracting my muscles. I love the feeling of being strong. So mm-hmm. this does that for me. Yes. That's why it's in this guide because I love I I hope somebody discovers that love because it <laughs> is so sweet. Um and it's the opposite of the endless movement and thrashing and and throwing yourself around. Yes. It is the exact opposite, but it's not yoga. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's yeah. True. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of feeling strong, it's time to transition to boxing as a boutique fitness modality. I love this conversation between Meredith and I because we mention a number of things that people don't think about when they are assessing whether this is a good uh, idea for them. And that includes injury prevention, burnout, and the mental aspects of participating in, in boxing. Enjoy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, what are the classes like that you've taken? And, like, try to leave out the names. Sure. Kind of, yeah. Okay. Um, so, I've taken a variety of classes, mostly franchise classes, um, you know, that people see, you know, advertised on Groupon or what have you. And, um, you know, their marketing is great. You know, before they even open, they say, hey, let's build a list. Mm. Um, let's, um, you know, get people to buy into a deal. Hey, you buy, you get, you know, four classes, you know, free. You get a free set of gloves, you know, come in. Um, they give you the spiel, you know, here's, you know, come drink our Kool-Aid. This is what we got. You come, mm. you take the class. They try to sell you the Kool-Aid again. Um, and so, again, it's, uh, that's what most of the, most of the formats are. Um, and some of them, you know, some of them have bags, you know, that are, you know, hung from the ceiling. Some of them are freestanding bags. Um, some have mats. Some don't. You know, some require shoes. Some don't. Really? Um, there's, there's boxing studios? That some of them are open oh. to letting you be shoeless. shoeless. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because um, um, sometimes they're linked up with, you know, MMA gyms or oh, BJJ gyms. So gotcha. there's there's sometimes a mixture in there. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> not my vibe um, <laughs> it's definitely different <laughs> so do you have you seen different formats like 45 minutes 60 minutes yes there's different time formats um some and, and also say different instructor formats you know some instructors are, are very like hands off they're just there to show you the moves and other places they'll come around and be like hey you're hitting the bag wrong um you know, you need to make sure that you're turning your, you know, your wrist all the way or not turning it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and other places, it's like, you know, they're more hands-off but more motivational. Like, mm-hmm. here's your healthy tip for the day. Mm. So. Yeah. So um, what for, like, so 
They definitely emphasize cardio. I put it in the strength training genre because the most progressive classes that I've seen do both. Yes. The class that we went to. Yes. It has both weights, um, hand weights, dumbbells, step. uh, It has abs, abdominals. Yeah, Yeah, the interval interval component is nice. Um, uh, There's always push-ups in the boxing class, right? Like that's just... Um, okay, so if any of you have like been to a boxing class that doesn't have push-ups, let us know. And, um, <laughs> so would you say, are you usually exhausted afterwards? I usually feel um, pretty, I mean, think, I think with uh, any kind of like with boxing or kickboxing, those kinds of classes, is it draws on upon, I guess it just depends on the person. Mm-hmm. I go into kind of a different mental zone. Um, because it is more like a combat-based, it's like fight club, <laughs> like defend yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, some places, again, emphasize that too, you know, more of like the self-defense component. Um, well, oh. others others don't, you know, they're like, no, we don't talk about that. We're just here for fitness. Um, so again, it depends on like how much the vibe of that is created. Mm-hmm. And that kind of draws a mental zone. Um, you know, as we went to the boutique place, I could see some guys in there. I was like, yeah, guy's pretty quick. You know, he's, I can oh, tell. In front of his yeah, he was. I was like, yeah. he's a boxer. Like this guy yeah. is, you know, and you know, maybe amateur, semi-pro. I don't know, but you could tell, you know, by the mm-hmm. way he was moving. Um, so yeah, I would say again, just, um, that's my two bits on that. So yeah, I think it, yeah. So I still, yeah, I definitely put it in the strength training, uh, genre because it, it's got such a large upper body emphasis, um, and you are doing intervals. So I guess there's not really any pure cardio group classes anymore. Yeah. I mean, not not, not really. Like, not in the not in the boutique. No. Definitely at the at the big box gyms, I would say. Yeah, at the big box gyms, it's more of a cardio emphasis. Like you're not, you know, you're not you're not making contact with the bag, and not having that bag contact definitely makes a difference. Um, you know, behind how much force you're going to throw behind a punch compared to air compared to on a bag, mm-hmm. um, and you know, also too, sometimes if it's more cardio, it's also more rhythmic. Yeah. Uh, so there's also a coordination. You know, if you're not a good, <laughs> you're not highly coordinated. Yeah. You're like, oh my goodness. I, I remember once I was like, I can't keep up with these steps. I remember once I left a class, I was like, I it could. It wasn't that I couldn't keep up with the moves. It was the actually being able to keep up, keep up with the rhythm of the moves. Because it was more like a dance than it was a uh, actual Yeah, I'm workout. thinking what comes to mind is Les Mills. Yeah, body, yeah, uh, yeah. Body combat. Yes, like body combat. Yeah. Um, but in terms of being exhausted, I realized it did totally went off and like, didn't answer the question. Oh, I do that okay. sometimes. Is mm-hmm. I'd say, um, you know, yeah, definitely. Like I, I feel pumped afterwards. There definitely is a rush. Yeah. Um, um, and then usually, you know, two hours later, I'm like, man, I'm like really tired. Yeah. <laughs> My uh, cardio is also well, kind of low. Yeah, so. that's, yeah. Well, okay. That brings, yeah, that, that brings up an interesting point um, that is going to take us off topic. But this is the type of exercise, it's intense. Um, and I, uh, it's going to sound so snobby. This is one of my favorite workouts to do when I'm hungover. <laughs> I don't know. That's sloppy. Um, it's, I do enjoy the sweat, but it's not a, I don't consider it a full day's workout. Well, I think 
and and to piggyback on that is someone whose cardio is low because I just you know been recovering from the adrenal fatigue and, and things are getting there. That's where um, going. Yeah. So, so as a result, cardio will sometimes you know it used to have the opposite effect where I was yeah. like, oh man, I'm drained for like three days. What's going on? But but yeah, I think it also too in these classes you can again because you have a level of where you don't have to push yourself as hard. Um, you know. The key, I think, to group fitness is they always tell you when you walk in the doors, if you can just make it through the workout, you can do the rest of the workout. Mm-hmm. Um, but the warm-up is usually that very cardio-intense, oh, they you know, love jumping, yeah, jacks. jumping jacks, yeah. burpees, you know, do your push, lots of push-ups. Yeah. <laughs> um, Take then, a drink if you say push-up. <laughs> but that was one of the first things that I, when you had told me you were getting fatigue after these type of classes, yes. like Skechers and those. Yes, yeah. that was the best recommendation you could have made. I mean, I remember doing a cycling class. I remember thinking... You know, and I would do one, and I would just wouldn't be able to move for like three days. I wouldn't be able to go Whoa, walk. I mean, I was like, I was like, man, like, why am I so tired? And, and sure enough, my my adrenal test showed. Did you it know. start with just a few hours after exercise you were tired for the day, and then it kept getting that window kept getting yeah, bigger? Yeah, the window kept getting larger. Of, you know, I get up in the morning, and I still feel like I was pulled through a blender. You know, again, Whoa. not having done anything. I you yeah. know, I I do the water. I drink my protein shake. I. Mm-hmm eat good food and I'd speak I'm still exhausted yeah I think so that um I've heard that from so many different people I've never tested an adrenal in my life I don't even know what totally entailed there but I do know the correlation of uh feeling exhausted burnt yeah after intense exercise that that is that's the first thing I say to people and and it really when I tell them or when I prompt it uh you can tell they hadn't thought of it like they were like whoa I didn't even think of that yeah because we think oh you're exhausted after a workout like of course you've been worked out in a while of course you're gonna feel that way Mm -hmm. um but I'm still coming in with a a good like base cardio line so I was like okay uh." yeah yeah so it's it's like it's sometimes it's just not lack of endurance it's it's yeah uh, full system fatigue that we're talking about, which, yes. re- which needs medical attention. So um, at least somebody to look at it. This is not medical advice. Yes. <laughs> this is a uh, platform where we're talking about listening to your body whispering before it starts yelling at you and throwing you under the bus. Yes. Medical advice. Yes. Um, so back to boxing. So good news, I think, about boxing is I think a lot of different people can benefit, um, including older populations. Yes. I, have you has, have you ever gotten your mom to box? My mom is not boxed, but you know, as you know, my dad does a lot of kung fu. You know, he's yeah. like my his little kung fu. He's on his kung fu kick. He's testing for his black belt soon. Wow. Um, he's just waiting. He's like, you know, I gotta just wait for someone to show me the next form. So he's doing his black belt for uh, mm-hmm. Wing Chun kung fu. Um, so, you know, he's got all these, here's my dad, you know, 60-something years old, wielding swords and daggers, and I'm, like, mm-hmm. going to tournaments and boxing guys, you know, fighting, you know, like boxing, you know, fighting guys twice his size, um, you know, but he does do kickboxing with his, in a conjunction with his kung fu workout, mm-hmm. so. Um, cool. Um, so, I'm, sorry, podcast listeners, I can't selfie and mm-hmm. pod at the same time, so, Okay have to pay attention to everything I'm pot saying. is a verb yeah <laughs> um so i think that's the good news i think like a couple boxing classes a month 
would be great for yeah, just to like ch- almost yeah. anyone. Change it up, yeah. you know, because yeah. it's so easy. Like I've been doing a lot of body pump. Well, they mm-hmm. haven't released a new track. I shouldn't say names, but like, you know, they haven't released a new tracks. So it's like, okay, we're doing the same yeah, thing. You know, it's like all right, and it can get kind of like okay. You know, now we move to this, and your and your muscles start to remember. So. Again, the boxing, it's like, oh, this is a nice change up of like, oh, I maybe I should work more on my cardio. Well, there's a, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of um, mental and brain, like chemical, neurochemical benefits to the focus and the shadowing that, that happens. So when you're like pretending to duck and hitting yes. targets and coordinating with the footwork, all of that is very um novel for the brain um gosh and you're also creating you have to create this create that because if you don't create that scenario in your mind if you're ducking from someone you're just not gonna get you're gonna be the only person who's not ducking and you're just gonna Mm -hmm. look look weird um (laughs) yeah so i kind of yeah like we kind of agree that a lot of people can benefit from boxing yes let's talk about the people that really shouldn't and so you talk about that from the mental health, emotional health side. And I can talk about that from the fatigue and physiological side. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Handshake. Um, yes, yes. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, do you advise? So I remember there are times when during my uh, divorce and needing mental health counseling and I was doing oh I'm too busy oh that woman's too expensive and you're like dude go to a boxing class yes <laughs> yes yes I, I recommend any you know woman who's like you know scorned or who's got just you know and, and not just you know for gem but just in general I'm not referring to gem but you know general anger like if you're pissed off at your boss um especially for people who don't feel hurt or maybe um you know I, I know we're talking about who it's for not but I'd say is I mean, for people who don't feel heard, um, you know, again, making that contact, I guess assertion. There's an assertion mm-hmm. that takes place in boxing in the in the mental state, um, you know. And again, it's drawing on upon your, your – you're creating the fight-or-flight scenario in your mind. So while maybe a more – I'm not going to say passive, but maybe a person who has gone through trauma might be like, oh, typically I would, I would flight. You know, it's like, wait a second, let's, let's maybe go to the other end a little bit and go to fight – um, to process out some, you know, again, places where maybe you didn't assert yourself with words. That's so interesting because I don't want to promote that um, that rhetoric of I have to go run because I ate something or yes. I have to go punch something. Um, and it's like that's a direct, like, I want to go punch something. I'm going to go punch something. And you're saying this is different. Yes. That, like there's a layer, so a layer deeper is li- like recognizing that you have not been heard. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because a lot, much of, not all of, but a lot of the premise behind, you know, abuse, bullying um, is people not being able to, A, defend themselves physically, mentally, or verbally, again, not being able to find the words to speak up for, because they're intimidated, they're scared. Um, toxic work environment we see a lot of I see a lot of that in the DC area I know people who are just like I have so much to say and I cannot because of you know who I work for or what I do um, oh, yeah, you know so yeah. um, again that takes a toll on the the body because then it's just a kind of all kind of like a garbage disposal it all kind of just gets tamped down <laughs> there's yeah. nowhere for it to go um, so it comes out in you know it can come out in anger um, 
So. Not anger, but I just I love I love that that you kind of were able to put that together. So I think that's yes. such a good nugget. Um, so, so what about where else? Where emotionally could people like cross a line when they go into a aggressive exercise directive? Like I'm exercising because I'm angry. Ah uh, yes. Exercising. Um, you know, I don't, I don't work with, it, it's like the, that whole rhetoric of, you know, I have to do this because I ate something. Are there yeah. any other examples? Um, I'd say people, you know, again, we about, talked about this earlier, but, you know, people kind of going through, you know, going through walls, um, in terms of, you know, oh, I'm going to hit this bag like super hard. But again, if they have, if you haven't boxed in quite some time and, you know, your hands aren't conditioned That's and your arm and your shoulders aren't conditioned to take that kind of impact, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't matter if you've got gloves or wraps on, you could really do some damage to yourself. So again, you know, knowing again, uh, what, knowing your limits within, yeah. within that. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so, and then, and people do get hyped up in, yeah. I mean, I've seen it in, you know, like, uh, other gyms, you know, look at BJJ gyms and MMA, like, you know, there's tons of testosterone going on. I mean, they're, they're <laughs> also, it kind of smells really bad, um, but you know, there's that, but it's, it's drawing upon that fight or flight energy in that, mm. that primal instinct. Mm. Um, yeah. so yeah, there, that, that's an interesting line to talk about where that is something to follow. Yes. And, listen to nature yes if you will and like instinct uh, and there's also self-control and masculine in, in yes like yes where, yeah yes where, I've been hearing that often and and thinking about it in my own body like the the masculine and the feminine in my physical um, yes. material world yes you know and how I re- and how I Wow, we went yeah. way off. We're off topic, but we should talk about We could talk about that super quick. Because, again, many think many women equate, uh, you know, like yoga is a more feminine workout. Well, you yes. know, boxing is considered by our society more masculine. We think of like, yeah. we think of like, you know, Rocky Balboa doing, you know, running up the steps. And it's like, oh, yeah, you know, um, like, oh, I, you know. So, again, the person you might meet at Pure Bar is going to be very different from the person you meet at, say, another kind of, you know, boxing or kickboxing yeah. gym. Um but again, I mean, I'm definitely gravitated more towards the boxing if I'm doing something yeah. like this. Yeah. I, I love the feeling of uh, agility, power, yeah. and I mean, I'm good at it. Yeah, so and, and I think the word that people really want, I took the uh, Bob Clifton, like, strengths finder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so for a long time, I used to think, you know, oh, maybe I'm just, like, too manly. I actually have people tell me, you know, you're very masculine. You know, mm-hmm. you're you're favoring your man, you know, you're, if you, you know, if you're so, you're too much like a guy. And I was like, what the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> um, sorry, Janet, to cuss on your no, podcast. No, and at the same time, I thought maybe what they're really trying to say, the Bob Clifton strengths test says presence with a capital P. It's not that. Mm-hmm. It's not that, you know, we look, look at the, you know, the women's soccer players playing right now. I mean, they all embody presence. You know, most, some mm-hmm. people might say, oh, they're very masculine looking and, mm-hmm. and, and how they play, but this, they, they have presence. Mm-hmm. And there's a, we're used to seeing in a society, we um, are used to seeing men wear that presence and not women, that warrior energy. And so more and more women, female athletes, female entrepreneurs, um, you know, are, are wearing this, you know, other presence energy. It doesn't mean they're masculine. It means they're wearing the energy. So we're seeing more women wearing this presence energy. Again, we, I think we equate it with masculine just because men have worn it for so long. Cool. Um, and I think men are wearing more of the, um, the nurturing energy, the receiving energy, um, yeah, and are yeah. more comfortable with that. Yeah. 
Again, off topic. Whoops. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I mean, but, you know, it could be useful if somebody doesn't quite have the words that we do for how they yes. Yes. see their body and yes. see their energy yeah. or feel their energy. Yeah. And um, I know that I'm very drawn when female energy is more in, in the masculine. Like, most of my friends fall into that category. 100%. And a lot of female entrepreneurs do. I find a lot yeah. of healers, too, tend to favor a little bit more of the presence energy. Um, not to say that women who favor the feminine energy so can't better. either. Yeah. Um, but again, also, too, it, I, for a while, I used to beat myself up. of like, oh, maybe I'm just too masculine. Like, well, like compared to who? What, is, what does it even mean? So yeah. kind of dissecting that, um, mm. you know. So, okay. Now, who else is this bad for? I can speak the people with injuries um i think you all know this if you've got ongoing pain in your shoulders and your elbows and your hands and maybe even your neck i would definitely uh try another way to get your strength training and preferably physical therapy or muscle activation techniques or seriously spend some uh time learning about your injuries so that you can better manage them um, I wouldn't, you know, clients that come, I have one client in particular that I'm thinking of, he was, <laughs> he hmm. was, what is that? Oh, he was playing ultimate Frisbee once a week. Hmm. Okay. Super cute. Whatever. Um, that's a big thing in DC, by the way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. It's got such it's a, a community. It's a subculture. Yeah. 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 So he did ultimate once a week uh, with various and and it would be like a half day event it wasn't like a, a pickup tennis match it was like yeah they're they're was, they're yeah. they're committed yeah. yeah and then uh he did a handstand class hmm. this is all in one week oh wow and then he he did boxing like three four times a week oh wow it's okay. a lot on the shoulders. So I'm trying to help him with yeah. the running and the pivoting. Yeah, and the um, rotation. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so his his um, complaint for me was in the foot and the calf, and he was pivoting pivot, pivoting and running foot pain. Mm. So, um, okay, so we, got, we had to get him off of the ultimate for a couple weeks while we did uh, muscle activation techniques. And then... Of course, you, you help one problem, and then the other one starts yelping <laughs> at you a little bit more. And I really tried to guide him on, hey, man, you got to stop these, like, ballistic sports for, like, a couple weeks. Yes. And, you know, <clears throat> check into just getting these things stronger. And I have to have those conversations with uh, people, you know, a few times a month, you know. Um, yeah. Especially, uh, it seems like the, the demographic is around 35 to 45. Okay. Where we're really trying to exercise as much as we can because we know we got some good things going for us. We want to keep them. And yes. Wanna, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, of course. Yeah. So, but I, I, in this case, I was, you know, against his boxing habit, and mm. especially the handstand habit for. Yeah. You know, take it out for a month or two. Well, oh, it's a lot of overwork on the same body parts. Yeah. And, he, and he had, so I skipped the really important part, which was he's had known shoulder issues in one in his left arm. 
and it was getting annoyed by this activity, obviously. Of course. <laughs> and then, anyways, so, um, and that got better, and then, uh, and then he wanted to start deadlifting. <laughs> he was all over the place. So, this is the problem with the boutique fitness market, what I just said. Um, he's convinced from the marketing that it's for anyone, you know, it's for everyone. I'm not going to say he, but like, not that client in particular, but the the person on the receiving end, it's it's very convincing when you look in the window of these classes and look at the yeah. Groupon that well, it's for everyone. And, and the way they, the way they, the instructors even are told is, you know, uh, the class is for everybody. If I can do it, you can do it. There's yeah. a lot of that. A lot of that. You know, look That's at this person. This yeah. person weighed this much, and they lost X amount of pounds, and, you know, mm. they, they came, like, six times a week. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they probably didn't, but okay. So the other problem is that we're, dis- it, we're unknowingly dismissing the commitment that you should be making to spring training before you – spend a lot of time doing boutique fitness because never along this little boutique fitness journey have I said to anyone I think this is the only thing you should be doing yeah no you've never said that to me no you've always been like okay that's not the only thing you're doing I've been like yeah and you're like okay you know you have to mix it up yeah yeah. and And it it does get boring I mean it gets monotonous of doing the same thing over and over again um yeah I mean and and not only is that a a a recipe for mental burnout and boredom, but it's a recipe for overuse and not challenging your body enough so that you're, you probably are more creating uh, fatigue rather than new, um, uh, I don't know, gains, if you will, and yeah. whatever you want from the gym. So the boxing I just don't see how you can do it six times a week and that's sustainable but I mean if it's something you can do for three months and then you switch it up a little bit like that's what these places are for in my opinion yes like yeah and I have noticed that um you know more and more places are boutique fitness places you know whether they're you know, rowing related or boxing related or, mm-hmm. you know, bar related or, you know, whatever, Zumba related, they are now tearing in, um, you know, because people are starting to ask for more. And, you know, other big box gyms and gyms are, you know, adapting to that. Um, I think that's one thing I loved about um, Sand and Steel, you know, Don and Paul, mm-hmm. was that, you know, I remember working with them. And, you know, sometimes I would just get mentally, when I began to mentally and emotionally mentally and then emotionally check out from the workout you know Paul saw like okay you're bored let's let's do something else mm-hmm. you know you need something else so mm-hmm. I, he would you know he'd pick up the mitts you know and we would you know I would box you know as my interval mm-hmm. and it was a nice break from Kayla now lift this bar squat you know do this mm-hmm. do that um so I got a little bit of both and I left being like oh I got what I needed because there was a gay mental stimulation mm-hmm. so um I think when people kind of make that exercise their only mental launch pad again it's gonna get boring you're doing the same thing over and over again mm-hmm. um you know you're oftentimes working the same muscle groups over and over again mm-hmm. so again if you're starting to make mental you know not making mental gains physical body is probably gonna follow pretty soon yeah. Yeah. wow you guys what an episode i'm so happy that i get to share these experiences with you and also share meredith with you she has been such a 
keystone to my mental health and breaking my own barriers and belief systems into the happy, active, injury-free exerciser and lover of life that I am today. So check her out at higherVibrationsVA.com. That's higherVibrationsVA for Virginia.com. She offers alternative and non-traditional healing services to nurture the whole person, mind, body, and heart. I really appreciate her work. If you feel so inclined, please leave a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. This has been another episode of Think Fit, Be Fit, where we help people exercise without injury, even if you have chronic injury. My newsletter that promotes the podcast and my online courses is in the show notes. Please join us. And it's also on the Boutique Fitness Guide uh, landing page. And that is it for today. I'm Again, so grateful to share my experiences with you and bring you a new vision for your exercise via this podcast. Have a wonderful week.